This is the Industry Plant Pogscast. I'm Mitchell, and I'll be your guide through this incomprehensible conversation between myself, an internet celebrity named Finbot, and an overzealous sound engineer. Today, we'll talk about a range of topics, from plunderphonics to Watergate, suffering from audio difficulties along the way. Enjoy. Do you think podcasts are art? <laughs> Our podcasts the, are the, the art, art. The art. The art to podcast. <laughs> I think. Uh... Or is it just more of like a technical sort of discussion? This is a good. This is a good question. I. Uh, I don't know. I. I it, it, well, part of me wants to say everything is art, but that's like kind of, kind of, kind of generalized. Right. Like I mean, like everything can be art. I would love to say like like objects that I can buy at like Home Depot or like Target. Like it, it, maybe it's it's a creation of some sort. I don't know. That's fucking. That's, that's kind of a. I don't know. Podcast. Yeah. You know what? Answer. Po- yes. Podcast or art? Pod- podcast. Yeah. I think you can. I don't know. There's probably a bunch of things you can do to make them a lot more. Uh, I guess artful would be the word. I heard of I heard of about this one guy and he did like podcasts because I was looking sort of for any sort of inspiration to do this. Um, I was looking at like you know different ways to conduct podcasts and you know you see like the typical ones where it's like crime story podcasts or like yeah. comedy podcasts or whatever <laughs> it may be and they're all like about a sort of information more than they are about like typically more than they are about just like a genuine discussion or yeah even even more so than just about being like artful so like there was this one guy who did podcasts i'm not sure if he actually like ended up releasing any of it but i just like i I heard about this because i read about it and anyways the guy would just he would he would do weird stuff on his podcast right so like one of them he would just get on his podcast and then just for like an entire hour he would just try to speak gibberish or whatever and uh, I guess that's like a sort of it, it borders into like performance art stuff, yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But 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 how how artful can a, can a podcast become? Because like I feel like the tradition of podcasts thus far is kind of like it's very it's very technical. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> So after thinking about this, I, I probably should have been thinking about this from the beginning, but like how, how much, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say artful again, but how, how artful can you make it until, until it just like ceases to become a podcast? Podcast? Anymore? Yeah. And it, that, it, that's, I, yeah. That's a question. I, I mean, like maybe like what, what constitutes a podcast is just like, the the physical like serialization of a of like an audio series that isn't music <laughs> but i'm not sure that that gets into sort of like a weird metaphysical territory yeah and what is the definition of podcast right exactly and i yeah <laughs> i'll just go with whatever google's definition on it is yeah a bunch of people talk to each other <laughs> Unedited. <laughs> unedited i don't or, know i, I feel mean, like without, without like cuts i mean but i've seen i don't know it's weird i've seen i've seen no, podcasts because... that are called themselves podcasts with like a bunch of cuts in them too right not not to get myself copyright striked but uh 
on NPR, they have this one where like it'll be it'll it'll be frequently cut because you know it'll be like interviews and they'll be done across the country and in this is in a single episode, right? And they'll yeah. and they'll have like news clips inserted and and so on and so forth. And it's like and it almost becomes like this sort of like multimedia event despite yeah. it just being sound. You know what I mean? Like there's so yeah. many different types of art that are interjected, but I, I'm 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 really not prepared to answer the question. What is a podcast? Um, Me neither. I think that's I think that's kind of why I threw it out there. Just because it's it, I don't know. It, it's kind of funny in a way. It's kind of right. I, I feel like it's a. It's like. It's like who cares? But I I, I care. <laughs> you know, we we care. Right. What do you What do you think about a uh, Genghis Khan? After how you talked to Daniel about him today. <laughs> Uh, well, I thought, listen, with Genghis Khan, my exposure to Genghis Khan, uh, besides world history in eighth grade because of online school, <laughs> that was like a long time ago. I don't, I don't, uh, I didn't really remember him, but the lasting, the lasting impression that Genghis Khan made on me indirectly, because I'm not like looking up Genghis Khan when I'm like, like 17, was that he, uh, he had a lot of sex and he had a lot of children. And that there's uh, there's this statistic thrown around, and I don't know if it's total BS, but it's uh, it's like Genghis Khan had so many children that there's a 0.5% chance they're related to him. And I don't know if that to me that kind of sounds absolutely preposterous, but I feel like I don't know, I, it, it, after generations kind of like exponentially grow, right? Yeah, I, no, I, 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 I see. I, I, was kind of I understand exactly what you're saying, but like. I don't want to believe it. Yeah, me either. <laughs> right? What if but, I uh, that monster? But e even crazier than Genghis Khan, we were talking earlier about like how Genghis Khan, so so kind of to, to bring perspective to like any person who listens to this, it's like you have Jeff Bezos. He's worth, I don't know, maybe nearly, oh, it's, it's, I think he just tens broke 200 of billion. Oof. Okay, hundreds of billions. Net worth. I mean, obviously, it's like it's all of his shit, but like, I don't, I don't know. Right, right, right. Hundreds of billions in net worth, right? And then yeah. you have, but but for perspective, he's the richest man in the world now. If you go back 100 years to like those, I don't know, like if you want to call them like uber capitalists, like monopolists. Yeah. Like Rockefeller, I think we, yeah, yeah. The, some of them, I think Rockefeller had like a net worth, I think it was like 400, oh, I I don't want to use the the trillion word. It's it, it, it must be like four hundred billion. If if uh, Jackson's back, he can look that up and just type that yeah, scale for uh, the inflation. Oh, uh, one one hundred ninety six billion was was oh is that is that Jeff Bezos who's nine one hundred ninety six billion? Yeah, that's Jeff Bezos. I'll look up Rockefeller real quick. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous when you go back a hundred years and you look at like what the industry titans in quotation marks owned but even then we were talking about it earlier earlier and when you go back before the industry titans the 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 inequality of wealth is so crazy if you go all the way back to genghis khan he owned like hundreds of trillions of dollars in network <laughs> apparently and and, I, and i'm sure if you go like uh, 
I don't know, like King George or King Henry or whatever, their net worth is, yeah. is in the trillions or hundreds of trillions probably. Or if you if you could quantify like the wealth of somebody like a pharaoh or an emperor. Yeah, Manda Musa or something. <laughs> something like that. I just uh right. was Genghis oh. Khan the richest ruler, like or the richest person. I'm not I'm not sure. Do you want to look that up, Jackson? Oh, but anyways, Rockefeller was 400 billion in today's money, which which is still double <sighs> Jeff Bezos. And Jeff Bezos is seen as almost like an untouchable figure in terms of wealth, I guess, yeah. because he's just soared past everybody. But yeah. if you if you look at the net of what Jeff Bezos has done compared to Rockefeller. I'm not sure if the, the two are even comparable. Yeah, even on the same field. Oh right? I think, did Rockefeller do oil or trains? I think Rockefeller was, was trains, but of course I, I do not. Uh, or, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I remember in my American history class, I remember a few of these like just industry titans. And I remember that I think Carnegie was like steel working. Maybe. In any case, they they were ungod. They had like ungodly amounts of wealth, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. If only uh, Matt Turk was as wealthy, he'd uh, <laughs> <laughs> he'd spend the money on things that people need. Give give the money to someone who deserves it, Matt Turk. <laughs> Matt Turk. All right, I got your answer for you. So Genghis Khan, according to Wikipedia, doesn't even fall in the top ten. But when I look at Genghis Khan net worth, it goes to MSN Bunny. Hundreds of trillions of dollars yep, in USD. Yep. yep, hundreds of trillions of dollars. Who's number so, one, though? The number one is on Wikipedia. Is a man named Jacob Fuger, who's from Germany. His when net worth was $400 billion USD. That doesn't make sense, though. Wait, when? So the reason why he's above John D. Rockefeller is because Rockefeller was only estimated between 350 and 420 because he did some shady shit. Okay, but uh, what about what about what about Genghis Khan? If you're saying hundreds of trillions, or is this, or the, is this of like quantifiable like this wealth? This is of quantifiable wealth, and also with uh, like actual well evidence that Wikipedia will say yes. The f- reason why Genghis Khan isn't on that list is because there's like it's very like up in the air whether or not he actually owned it or he handed it off to like his lower selves you know oh okay i get what you're saying but like because even- one man couldn't help manage hundreds of trillions of dollars of wealth that's a lot of money someone's gonna come and kill him so he thought why not give it to everyone else and everyone else will kill my weaklings if i was getting his con that's what i do at least <laughs> i said i in, interesting perspective <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean in any case genghis khan physically commanding i guess a hundred hundreds of trillions of dollars worth of wealth is absolutely crazy or if you think about even more i guess powerful than wealth in a lot of cases i guess is like the influence of people right because like if you don't want to quantify genghis khan's wealth as you know like money or or property that he owns the 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 fact of the matter is and i'm probably i'm pretty sure this made him a terrible person but he he could he could probably make people do whatever he wanted. Yeah, with, with that type I, of cash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's not even. I don't know. I don't know what makes. I mean, I'm not a scholar on Genghis Khan. You just say but, the word power. 
Right, power. But did Genghis Khan command power through fear? This would be this would be a good time to get a uh, get get the good uh, Alex Die Mongol historian on. Oh yeah, could <laughs> uh, be a guest sometime. Pro- you know what? Potentially, potentially. So the re- here's the reason why it's worth trillions. It's because of the um, the territory. The territory that is it's they, they estimated his worth based on territory's worth now. Okay, I'm not sure if that's even possibly relevant because if that includes like housing prices and whatnot, the infrastructure and the things that make the land valuable as it is now, I'm pretty sure did not exist. Yeah, so that's why I don't think he's on the Wikipedia list. Right. Um, oh, Finn, what do you think about 2K now? <laughs> okay, so after playing my first game of 2K, uh, well, f- first, I, uh, I'll say... First quarter. <laughs> I'll say that my, uh, my opinion on sports games prior was, uh, was that there was a kind of like a hierarchy of like which are good and like which are like just like, eh. right. And I think that, uh, like the course, people who tell you they play FIFA or Madden. Yeah. yeah it's kind of, it's like, <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, I, I, we'll leave it at that <laughs> because that's, that explains it well. But 2K has always kind of been like, it's been in the upper, the upper, in the tier list of uh, EA sports and just sports sims in general. I think right. 2K is just like, it's, it was good, right? And then I play my first game. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like a game like that, you can have fun if you're trash or if you're like really good. It's right. It's one of those. I think it really strikes a, a dope balance. Also, basketball is so sick. As as a sport. Yes. Yes. Just in ge- like Ge- generally, I think like the way that the NBA handles the games with all the rules and whatnot to keep it fast paced is like what makes it have more of a staying power. Like baseball is dying because if you watch baseball, it takes I don't know I don't know what the longest baseball game ever is, but I I'd wager that they had to had to cut it and do do it in multiple days. Yeah, it's <laughs> for overtimes. Quite long, extra innings. Because you can go, you can go. I'm sure there have been like probably spans of more than an hour without a point being scored. Oh yeah, that happens <laughs> regularly in baseball. You'll be, yeah, you'll be on the 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 sixth or seventh inning, and it's zero zero. Not not to sound like too much of like a, a an uber sports fan because I'm really not. Uh, yeah, me neither. But 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 the 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 way basketball looks to an outsider i feel is much more appealing than something like golf or football right because you look at the final scores and it's stuff like 140 120 you know what i mean you look at you look at football sometimes and the scores are like you know seven to seven to zero if it's been like a really slow game or you look at like like a real football soccer and 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 you've got scores of like sometimes like 2-0 you know 3-2 Stuff like that. I, I don't know what the highest scoring soccer game is, but uh, I'm sure there was some blowout that was crazy. But b- basketball is regularly like high scoring. I like it. I like how because I feel like in uh, I mean obviously, but in basketball it's much easier to score than it is in like other sports, which I think is I think that's a huge part of the reason as to why it, not only does it uh 
Yeah, time-wise, the scoring goes by a lot faster. I think yeah, there are a lot we, more opportunities to score, period. You'll be walking by a basketball court, and you'll see a bunch of people playing, and you're like, that looks awesome. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, and I, and I think it, it's owed to, like, the fast-pacedness of it. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no – I mean, there is setting up for plays, but it's not setting up in the same way of, like, football. Yeah, where, where it's like, like you, have, you have to dis verbally discuss. Right, exactly. What do you think of uh, what do you think of Jet Set Radio? I've never I've never played it, but didn't you complete it? So Jet Set Radio is is, is one of those games that like uh, you hear about it when you're really young, and you're like, I, I mean, that seems kind of cool, and you don't actually play it until much later. I played it on Xbox Live Arcade in uh, <laughs> 2015. That was okay, okay. I, I first played that shit, and. It's okay. I want to compare it to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater in the same way that, like, you operate a character who's like on wheels. And right. instead of a skateboard, you have like this, like, you have these, like, magnetically, like, future, like, roller blades. And you could, you traverse, like, this. You you're traverse, a like, a artist, right? Yeah. It, okay. Yeah. You, oh, you're part of this, like, street gang. And, like, you, you fight, like, like, I, I won't, like, totally explain the story although the story is not the focal point the focal point is like what you're doing and just like the aesthetics too right the music of the game is often cited as like the best part about it i, I mean i don't know i kind of like everything about it but not to completely tangent about about what i like about it it's just right the music is it's really it's kind of like plunder phonics i'm sure you're familiar with that just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just taking a bunch of samples and like crafting a song out of it. Although a lot of the uh, a lot of the music is actually like taken from existing or not. Ta I say <laughs> not taken. It's not stolen. Right, just, right. Yeah, like licensed. But well, yeah. I mean, cool. in so. in the realm of Blunderphonics, have you heard of uh, the Caretaker by any chance? No, I haven't. I'm actually, I, I shouldn't even be using that word because I'm not too well-versed. All I know is that what it means and like a few like people who I would consider. So I do not know. The, the Caretaker has this one album and I'm not even sure what it's called. But if, if you look up The Caretaker, you'll find it. It's, it's an album that uses plunder phonics, right? But it yeah. uses plunder phonics from like specific eras. So, right, it's like the 1920s and 30s and so on and so forth. But it uses them in a way that so the album is like eight hours like it, it's it's like something like that it's like eight to ten hours i'd wow. imagine from what i remember it's, it's it's pretty crazy in length but the album is physically not physically sonically a representation of dementia which is really strange really? yeah and it's and it's really interesting to listen to maybe not the whole thing maybe you click through it and and you see what it's like because I mean, especially listening to that last three hours of uh, it's pretty brutal on the ears and, and on the mind also. Um, oh, not to interrupt, but it's kind of you said that it's, it's kind of it, it progresses throughout time with like. Right, 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 right. So, so, so towards the end, you have like more modern like. Well, not necessarily because like with with even even with life and I'm uh, and you might have learned this recently is like you you fabricate most of your memories between the ages of like 10 and 30 mm -hmm. so like most uh, for the, for the subject of i guess this piece it seems that like the concentration of 
of samples is between like the 20s and 30s. And so really the, the dementia is like those samples being reused later on, but they become like distorted and, and kind of degraded in ways. Oh, that's Rep awesome. Representative. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it's not like vaporwave, right? Where it's just like, <laughs> like yeah. just, just, just like just slowing like down a track, add, adding reverb yeah. and, and, and bass lines. Yeah. It's like, I, I feel like in this sense, the, the samples are fundamentally changed. Like, so I think, I think that, that gets more into the realm of what I'd call plunder phonics over like, you know, something that just samples like vaporwave. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But but definitely, uh, we'll go we'll go check out the uh, the caretaker album. But it's it's pretty crazy, and um, honestly, it's just really sad, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I, the, the, I think there are a few things that scare me as much as like not only losing your memory, but just kind of like losing your grip on reality permanently. Yeah, and both at the same time. I feel well. I I, I don't know. I feel like the combination of those two things. It's just like losing your your memories. I think is like probably. No, it's a it's a fear of mine. I'd say I'm. There's that's that's kind of a bad ending, if you ask me. Is dimension. right, right, right. It's right. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I was watching this. Um, not even just I was watching it, but there was this um, this show. Weirdly enough, I'm pretty sure it had the trailer that I watched had Jim Carrey and Tyler the Creator in it. What? Anyways, it goes through this this um this kind of nursing home that they have type thing, where they bring the people like experiencing. I think in this case it's Alzheimer's and not dementia, which I mean, there's overlap between the two, but Alzheimer's is 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 more of a, a sort of memory loss and. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean that can lead to you believing that you're you're in the times uh, yeah, where yeah. where you where you lose all your recent memories and you're sort of living in the past. But anyways, in this sort of trailer that I watched, I can't even recall what show it was for now. Uh, you know, Tyler the Creator works at at this nursing home of sorts, and um, all the people are there, and everything there is designed like I believe it was like from the '60s or '50s or whatever it may be, mm -hmm. right? Like every everything there is designed like that, and and like he says something along the lines of, and I mean like this could totally be constituted as like fake woke, but I I think there's like definitely some truth to it. Uh, he he says to Jim Carrey that like, you know like Alzheimer's really isn't the disease that they're experiencing. Like, I I think he says that like reality is the disease for them. Like that's what's causing the problem. It's not like necessarily. I mean, and Alzheimer's is a problem. I'm not gonna mm. deny that, but I mean. That, that the problem is not as much that their brain is going through sort of this decline that's natural to a, a lot of people, but more so that reality itself doesn't change to accommodate for those people. So like, that's what, that's what causes the problems with, with Alzheimer's. Like a lot of times, like I know with uh, what some of my family members have gone through, it's like you, you lose, you lose a sense of, of uh, who the people you loved for so many years are, especially if like, you know, they're your grandchildren or whatever, and the memories of them are very recent. And yeah. sometimes it gets to the point where you don't even remember them when you see them. So a lot of times the, I guess the trauma from, from the discussions I've had with people with Alzheimer's, um, and you know, this can't, this doesn't apply across the board, I'm sure. But it, it's like, almost like 
it's sad knowing that potentially you don't remember who this person is and and because especially you know in, in an instance where one of my family members was kind of in the healthcare profession they they knew what alzheimer's was you know for like a, a while and, and they so they know they, they're almost self-aware of what they're going to when it's explained to them like who you are oh yeah you, you know what i mean and i feel like that's the pain uh the, the the pain is that reality itself doesn't cope. So anyways, like the, the whole setup of this nursing home in this show is that they just have, you know, the world set up to be, to, to, to fit the reality that's in their minds. But I, I thought that was interesting. And um, I yeah. don't know. I, uh, it's sad. It is, it's certainly sad. I think that, <laughs> not to not to use my tone to dismiss what you just said, but I feel like a, a nursing home like that, or maybe like a, a something, whatever, like, a, yeah, I guess a nursing home that like accommodates, it, it attempts to accommodate like their reality. I think that right. that's, that's a, well, I can't, I can't say whether or not it's good or bad. I just, in my opinion, I think it's a good, form of hospice care because it's just it's it's like accommodation like that's the the bottom line right and i mean like also uh, yeah for sure but i mean i even even so and i i'm not and i'm not trying to get copyright claim for this either but i was i was looking at a on an npr podcast and and sort of and i and i you know i read through the transcript because i didn't really have time to listen to the entire thing mm -hmm. um and it was something along the lines of like it, it was talking about how like for blind people, the the real handicap, the real handicap that they have is not actually their blindness. It's like the treatment they receive by society because they're blind. So like it, it gives an example of like uh, a guy who is blind, but he can, you know, he can ride a bike and he can do all this. And society thinks it's so amazing, but society thinks it's so amazing because like blind people are not expected to do that. Yeah. Right. And, and, and anyways, I'm not blind. So I, you know, obviously I can't speak to any of the particulars of this, but the, the, but the man, the, I guess the center, the center character of the podcast is, is this blind man. And he sort of gets around and, and perceives the world around him by a sort of like echo locating. Ah, oh, I know. I think I know the right the person you're talking about. Right. Right. And, and, in any case, he he is able to experience the world in a way that's as rich potentially as people who have vision, and then also at the same time, you know, works to teach other blind people how to echolocate. Because there was sort of a, and this gets back into like a philosophical realm. So like. You have you have vision and you have like the areas of your brain that are associated with vision, mm -hmm. right? But then also at the same time, you're you have let me think of the word. It's you have you and then you also have, you know, blind people, they still have those same areas of their brain, but like potentially they aren't activated, right? Mm -hmm. Because because they're not perceiving anything visually. But I I guess and you know, this is plagiarism citation maybe at its best uh the what what neuro neuroscientists have discovered essentially is that 
for people who echolocate and do this sort of practice, they get their brain activated in sort of these these visual regions and and you know using I'm not sure if they use like their optical nerves, but that part of their brain is still is activated. Whereas people who are blind and who are not taught taught how to get a, around the world that they live in and who are just guided around, they don't have that same activation of the visual cortex. So there's sort of like this weirdness of like blind people and, and even even sort of like the labeling of them as like just like blind people. It has like a sort of cultural context of like, because like even, you know, not to bring up the uh, sort of beloved and equally hated children's movie, but like in Shrek, they have like the three blind mice and like blind people are represented at every turn as kind of like either helpless or sort of like, it's it's almost sort of used as like a gimmick that they can't control or or see the world around them. That's that's the joke. Like yeah. they're they're the butt of the joke because they can't see. But like in a weird way, of course not not using their eyes. They they may be able to develop pictures in their heads. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like physic or or I guess mentally or physically if you consider biochemistry a physical phenomenon. Uh they're perceiving they're perceiving visually you know what i mean like they're still creating images yeah through the like echolocation like like touching something uh yeah yeah right and it, but even then there's there's another kind of weirder example where it's like if somebody you know still has their eyes and they're fully functional and they they damage you know they damage the part of their brain that that allows them to visualize things. And so suddenly they, they can't perceive, they have no spatial awareness. Would you still consider them as like seeing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Because I, I think, I think it may be like the activation of sort of the visual regions of the brain rather than, than just the ability to use one's eyes that constitutes seeing. And, and I think like, I, I mean, I'm not a healthcare professional. I can't speak to this, but I think like, blind people who don't have activation in that area are probably the ones who uh, like need help the most if they need help at all. Yeah. I think that that's a perfect kind of really bullseye. If uh, like the condition for, for like tr true blindness is no activity in visual regions of the brain. You know? Right. I've never thought about that. I've never, <laughs> I've never thought about uh, just classifying or classifying blindness and like classifications of blindness. Right, because because in a, in a sense, and, and you know, this is again a, a fine citation of the Invisibilia podcast. But what you're really dealing with isn't the the physical, I guess, blindness, the inability to use one's eyes. It's actually mm -hmm. the the categorization of being blind that you're dealing with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you can see that I, not to get too political, but like with the way that and any, I guess to, to get sort of apolitical and, and take it way back, any political party will, will label people as a certain, as a certain thing. 
right? And, and that's just a, a way to rally people against them. And it's almost a sort of dehumanization that comes with any sort of label. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a good example. Right. But I don't know how we would live without labels of any sort. I don't know what that world looks like. Um, <laughs> talking about a world without labels. I don't know if it could exist. Oh, I don't know if we're re- I don't know if I don't know if society is ready. I don't know if the world is ready. I don't know if the world will ever be ready rather. In my IMO. <laughs> I just said right, right. in conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right. I don't know. Would it be would it be better in your opinion? Not not to uh get get too academic, but I I guess we we it de- it depends. So I think like removing classifications for certain things, uh, uh, specifically like I guess certain societal norms or like names for certain groups of people yeah. that are not based on um, that are not based on any sort of um, I guess characteristic of identity. I think removing categories of things overall would be harmful. So like not being able to distinguish between uh, that to give like a very basic example, and this is very reductive, but not being able to distinguish between rice and beans would be a very weird world to live in. Or not being, but not being able to call them different things, or even if you wanted to categorize more broadly than that, not being able to, to distinguish between what's food and what's a pet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, we use, we use categories, uh, I think in very useful ways, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I, you're right. I don't think the world will ever be ready because I think if we didn't use categories, we would either a be in a state where uh, people could communicate without, I mean, one without using categories. So it'd be some weird sort of science fiction scenario, right? <laughs> where, where everybody could know exactly what somebody meant, regardless of category. Yeah. Uh, or sort of like a B collapse of civilization type deal where people are living alone and they no longer communicate at all, right? So they no longer have to, they no longer have to verbally categorize. But I think still mentally, you subconsciously do it. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and I don't, and I don't think that's escapable. I, I think, at every level of like, sort of organism, maybe even plants categorize. I don't know. That's a discussion for another time. <laughs> there's like this whole. Um, there's this. There's this whole. Uh, there's this whole sort of um, biochemical phenomena with certain plants where they they seek out different chemical compounds in the soil right so in some cases that can be through aroma right so you can have some so, so they'll do this in a lab where they'll have like some petri dish with some scent on it right they'll have a a, a potted plant they'll have a well they'll have a potted plant right and they'll 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 have this dish and they'll have it on one certain side of the laboratory and they'll see that the roots for that plant will grow more towards that certain chemical compound even if that chemical compound is not actually in the ground with the plant, right? It's just in the room? Right, right. And and the roots will grow towards that direction, right? Yeah. 
I, I'm, I'm not going to claim that that is the exact study, but I do remember in, in some botany course I took that, that that's, that's what they can actually do. And there's some weird phenomena about like the senses that plants have, right? Because you have those plants. I mean, obviously the, the great example, the sort of science, science fiction come reality example is like Venus flytraps activate by, you know, literally touch yeah right yeah. and then you have you have those those plants and i don't remember what they're called um where you can tap tap the uh i guess the stem of, of a given or i guess it's it's weird because the branches are so small but you can yeah and they, tap sort of the segment with all the leaves and all the leaves will just fold in yeah right or at the at, at a very weird level you could say that they they even they can sense heat whether or not you consider that touch for plants because certain plants will like fold in at night right to conserve energy yeah but i'm 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 not too uh too sold on on the idea that plants you know perceive and actually categorize as much as they have sort of weird evolutionarily built-in categories for things. But I mean, so do we in a sense, like, you know, like pain and reward, I guess, initially. Yeah. Is like the basic one for most animals. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Plant, uh, it's, it's really interesting that there's so many different forms of life. Now, that sounds kind of ridiculous, but I mean in a way that it's like I, there's... <laughs> There's animals like tigers and things, and then there's mushrooms, which is like they like they operate like right radically differently, so differently. Yeah, and plants like as well, like a like a third a third party. It's like <laughs> right. It's it's wild to me. Right, and, and then oh whoa, go 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 ahead. I don't know. I was just gonna say, it, it, uh, admittedly, it's stupid shit, but it, it pl like <laughs> plant evolution to uh, to to sentience. How would they? How would they sense anything? Like, uh, what well, well, would if, if I could jack into to a future plant and uh, right, like like the the plant that perceives. Yes. It so was, it was stupid, but please, please continue. So, so I mean, like even even like what you're talking about, like kind of like plant brain type uh, phenomenon. If they would have to have a brain to have, have sentience, which would, you know, this this is science fiction, right? Yeah. But exactly. like what you can what you can see is like there are like plants with with rudimentary digestive organs, right? So I mean, like a, a great example is like they they have like a well, this isn't of oh, I guess this would be rudimentary organs, just generally. But they have vascular systems like veins almost, right? Oh yeah. And then and at the same time, if you look at something like a pitcher plant, right? They it acts as almost like a, an external stomach, right? It secretes acids <laughs> into wow. into the pitchers at the bottom of the pitchers and, yeah. and turns the food to mush. Right. So so you have sort of like evidence that plants have, I mean, obviously. Every every living being has an organ or an organelle of some sort, but I mean, plants in particular have these like really complex external organs, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. But 
carnivorous carnivorous plants especially are crazy they kind of break the rules a little bit <laughs> carnivorous plants you t- are you talking about venus flytraps or am i completely out of the I'm, I'm talking about venus flytraps pitcher plants oh well yeah pitcher pitcher plants as well are there other, yeah, um, big, other big examples uh there's something called water warts which are crazy they activate it like the almost uh, it's not a microscopic level but it's very 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 tiny they 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 have no water in them right and then when something gets close and i guess touches the external most portion they open up they open up just a little bit and it's at such a small level that a vacuum is created right and it just sucks whatever's out there in and then it just digests it what do they usually eat like bugs yeah, I think it's like larvae of stuff. Uh, I mean, not that I'm very into bugs, so I I, can't, I I don't know too much about the bug aspect. But I mean, like plants co-evolved with them, so there's they have that going for them. Co-evolution. Co-evolution. What what about uh? <laughs> We talked about the uh, Alaska temperature situation earlier. Did, what did you make of that? I never, th- I today, when I was talking about how hot Alaska could get, I had no conception that Alaska could possibly reach 100 degrees. Yeah. Because, because every time you hear about Alaska, it's about how cold it is. Yeah, it's never, it's never ever about how hot it is. And that's like hot for, that's just hot in general. Hot, hot, hot generally. And like yeah, 100 degrees Fahrenheit, right? And if you look at like pictures from that day, and I'll see if uh, Jackson can send one in the Discord so you can look at it and kind of describe it. But it's like, uh, if if you look up like hot day in Alaska, you'll see like these pictures of people on like the beaches on like lakes in Alaska, and you know they'll be in like bikinis, shorts, whatever. And it's like you know 90 degrees. I think I think three of the peak temperatures in three of the cities of Alaska happened within like the last 10 years. Oh, so, I, I hate to say it, but uh, global warming. They they hate to see it. It's, I, I'm, Jackson, he sent a picture of. I, I assume. Oh, that, that's exact. That's exactly. That's the one fucking I'm talking insane. Hundred degrees Fahrenheit in Alaska. Yep, that's the article. Look at the sea. Look at the sea. Describe. It's it's got it, it's like this it's a beach it's a beach setting but then it's like a, it's not an ocean it's a lake and then in the background there's like a thick forest and then even behind that there's like numerous mountains with snow on them. And but I mean even then the snow is like melted. Yeah, it's there's like, like there's like nearly there's nearly no snow at the peaks. <laughs> oh my gosh! But it's absurd. It's, like if somebody, it's if odd. I anticipated this. And if somebody gave you that picture, would you say it was from Alaska? Yeah. <laughs> right? Absolutely not. I would be. Right. I, I would think a long time though, because I would look at the scenery and I'd be like, "What the hell am I looking at?" Right, and that's why it's so absurd. I mean, like people go swimming in Alaska all the time. That's oh, not the yeah. weird part. the The weird part is like, I guess the weird part is like the kind of like swerving of expectations about. What constitutes Alaskan weather? Yeah, it's oh, it's funny the generalization of Alaska. Like I, I remember in school, we just we would never spend time on. This, this is uh, this is kind of a tangent, but we would never spend time on like what each state like really has. But when we got to Alaska, 
it was it, they kind of were just like it, it's very very it, it's north all it, it, quite north right meaning right. It's, uh, it's very cold the, the, it's very cold up there and i was i was like oh well i mean of course i mean obviously you know it's it's as a fourth grader i'm like oh it's far away from the equator it must be cold all the time there right right this is this what did what'd you learn out. about what did you learn about what did you learn about missouri I about Missouri, dude. I learned that there are some there are some states that just aren't that just aren't special, and that's not my opinion. That's just what that my what I received from school. That's not what I actually think. I just feel like school. Not this is I'm I'm completely <laughs> swerving, but I just feel like school kind of it, it didn't really tell me much about the country I live, which is odd. Is like I I mean maybe. Maybe uh, I guess society benefits a little bit from you not knowing, maybe even sometimes from only knowing some of the positive things about the country that you live in. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's how patriotism starts. Right. I mean, but okay. But let me name, let me name a few states and see and see what you uh, if you think they're special or not. How about Florida? I think Florida is special, and I'm not biased. I think if I lived in Colorado or Wyoming. I would think that Florida is special, <laughs> just just because of like like I, I, it. Maybe I'm a four year old, but like the shape of Florida and how, like like it how it like how it looks in relation to the to the U.S. I don't know. It's it's very it's noticeable. It's it's different. It, yes, yes, Jackson, like a dong. Yes, it's it's America pee-pee. but it uh it, essentially. Yeah, potentially the people there. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I live here. How about uh, how about Washington? Washington State. I think Washington State, State is a. Uh, is that a is that a um, special? Yeah. Damn, calling something the... so strange. What were you saying? I'm sorry. I was gonna say, is that the proverbial hit or miss? I, a zero or one? I say it's a one. Really, I kind of like Washington State for a reason that I cannot really articulate. It's just kind of, I, I don't know. It, northern, northern, northern. Actually, it's not even the northernmost point of the continental U.S. Yeah, what is the most? Is it is it Michigan pro, pro, or Maine? Pro, Maine, not Michigan. Yeah, I'm my. <laughs> I'm thinking of U.S. or Maine. No, I'm thinking no. of the. Uh, yeah, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be Maine. In my head, and I'm like, wait a minute. Maine is a lot taller. <laughs> New England is just a. It's. Uh, I'm not gonna talk about New England. Anyway, Washington. I'd say yeah. I'd say you know it's 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 yeah. It's, I'd say it's special for reasons. I'm gonna give. Explain. I'll, I'll give you one more, and uh, before I, you know, move on, I I want to say that I'm not, you know, discriminating against any like, Washington listeners, but I don't <laughs> think it's that special. For reasons I don't really understand either, <laughs> right? But uh, yeah. but uh, but last one, last one, Rhode Island. And do you think it should even be a state? Fuck. It's kind of <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm sorry. It's not. It's not even special because it's uh, the smallest state. May I interject? It's. I thought Delaware was the smallest state. What is it actually? Rhode Island. Oh no, Rhode Island's the smallest state, and uh, Jackson. You, you, yeah. you're, you're permitted to interject. So, me dating someone from who lives right next to Rhode Island, that being Massachusetts, 
if you get on a flight right. that's leaving Florida and you're going home to Massachusetts, you know, and it's landing in Rhode Island, you best hope to God you're not sitting next to anyone who's from Rhode Island. Oh, wait, you are. You know what's the problem with Rhode <laughs> Island? Everyone knows each other. So you get on that flight and everyone <laughs> will not shut up. Oh my God, Rodney, how are you doing? I don't give a fuck. Shut up, let me sleep. I hate Rhode Island. Rhode Island is small. Become Massachusetts. They would, um, I wish they They just flew to Connecticut. I'm going to apologize in advance, too, if uh, Jackson's audio doesn't get fixed in post, because that that was uh, ear destruction at its finest. Oh, so at, at its finest. I feel like... Uh, <laughs> I feel like that would be ear destruction IRL though if I was in that flight and it was like, hey, 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 <laughs> right. oh, heading back home. Right, oh. right. It's 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 representative. <laughs> Rhode Island. I don't think Rhode Island is special, and I do think that it should be um part of Massachusetts. I do, but I like I, <laughs> I'm right now. I'm thinking about the the idea of fusing two states, and that's just like fuck. Like that's ridiculous. It's pretty discomforting. <laughs> I think they were uh, at one point, like a few years ago, they were gonna split California into three states, and then also oh. I, there was like that joke about Florida splitting into two states with like the keys becoming separate. Yeah, <laughs> but I, neither of those things happened, and I'm I'm not sure how the I'm not sure if I could live with it. It's kind of like uh, when Pluto stopped being a planet. Yeah, that was kind of it was messed it's like, up. It's like oh, I remember California. <laughs> it's Jefferson State now, baby. Yeah. <laughs> right? In South California. Actually, I'm not even sure what, what... It's supposed to be three states, but I'm not sure what all the names are. I know one of them was Jefferson State, which I'm not sure why it would be called Jefferson not State. Meeting. I think one would be Southern California, the other one would be Northern California. Yeah, and then Jefferson yeah, I'm gonna State. Yeah, i look that up real quick. Yeah. Um, Jefferson State. You know... Not to. If you had to merge two states, what would they be? Ah, uh, damn. That's actually a, a, a like a wonderful question because I have a few uh, like obvious, uh, obvious like contenders. I think I would fuse the Dakotas. Maybe I might fuse. Um, it's weird. <laughs> you could fuse like, mm, like. They have they have to be adjacent, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuse Cali, and I want to fuse Virginia. Yeah, no. it's like a, it's like a sort of like a fourth dimensional fold. Yeah, I right. I might here. I think my answer. This is kind of it's kind of my my reasoning for it is uh it's kind of stupid, but I would probably fuse the Virginias, just because West Virginia is a. Uh, it's a stupid name for a state. And, and yeah, in my opinion, it's the most forgettable state. Really? Yes. I think it's like the obesity capital of America. Which is ah, it's so weird. Somewhere, somewhere in there. Which is, you know, it's odd because West Virginia has the most crazy like shape. <laughs> Not that Arguably, doesn't it look like a fish? Yeah. I'm trying to perceive it in my head. A fish with like its head really close to the camera and like. <laughs> like it's tail in the background, like right. a silhouette of a fish up close. Well, Virginia, maybe that's a stupid pick of state fusion. I think state fusion is that. That's a wonderful question. State fusion. I think 
I yeah, you can use that as a conversation starter going forward. Let's ask Jackson. Let's ask Jackson. Jackson. I already gave my answer. Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Fuck Rhode Island. Oh, man. That's true. Yeah. I... <laughs> he did. He Dude, did say it. That, so that is actually that is a good pick because of our, our, our previous Rhode Island conversation. Yeah, I think uh, Rhode Island. I have zero connection to Rhode Island other than my cousin Stephanie went to school there. And, like, that's the only connect. Like, if you even want to call it a connection. Like, I don't know. It's just – and then I'm hearing bad things about it. It's like, yeah, just use them. Yeah, I wouldn't wor- wish on my worst enemy to live in Rhode Island. Yeah. Uh, sorry to all the people who go to Brown. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um. They'll tell you. They'll tell you. We wish Brown was in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. It could be with with a uh, one quick vote <laughs> <laughs> to lose their sovereignty. For only your vote. But, uh, I guess Brown University will be Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> they will become a Massachusetts embassy in Rhode Island. You could say that you're from <laughs> instead of Rhode Island. <laughs> what what, what funny words can you use in Rhode Island? Zero. Exactly. Zero. Chodam. Um, that was. I get. That was good. That was good. All right. If you if you say it, I guess it is good. Do you? Okay. As a last question, then I guess sort of to close things off. And uh, this is this is a heavy question, and it weighs on me a lot. Really? What are you? What are your feelings about Watergate? Oh, uh, Watergate. Okay. So obviously. I think that it's uh, <laughs> when it comes to was Watergate good or bad, it, it was is definitely bad. It's just I, I right, feel like right. any Obviously. any scandal involving the president's just like bruh, like that's our leader. But it, to to admit, uh, back when uh, Professor McLaughlin was teaching me about American history too, I was learning about Watergate. I learned about like the things that went on. Like <laughs> I don't know. It's it's. It's something that, as a uh, someone born in two thousand one, is something I look back on, and I, I say look back on as if I remember it. But it's something that I I, I see <laughs> right. I see in my history books, and I, I kind of I chuckle a little bit. I'll be honest. Even the hearty chuckle. I, I it's more of like because, because it was such a scandal. Yeah, no, it's more of like a uh, like I blow some some no, some some air out of my nose, and then I like slowly shake my head and smile. Do you know what I mean? She's like, oh, right, right, right. oh, tricky dick. You know what I mean? Anyway, <laughs> I'd like to flip this question onto you. Tell me about Watergate, Mitchell. Um, Watergate is a topic that makes me pretty uncomfortable. One, because I was forced to hear uh, some tapes that Richard Nixon put out, which dr- drastically, uh, well, I guess to, to cite my sources for the... Um, the listeners it's like richard nixon said a lot of um oh, it's so uncomfortable to talk about <laughs> richard nixon talked very poorly of many populations and um yeah there's not much more to say about the way that he thinks about those populations but watergate sort of from my perspective knowing after hearing those tapes and after you know reading a bit about it Mm-hmm. And and about watching a documentary, so now I'm an expert. Um, <laughs> Watergate, Watergate is sort of like 
Watergate acts as a, a sort of mechanism for him to disenfranchise the, the, the populations he doesn't like in that sort of way. Yeah. Uh, be, because uh, just what the information that he takes or is trying to take in Watergate to kind of compromise the election and give the edge. and and sort of like starting the war on the war on drugs it's like all of these steps are to disenfranchise a pool of voters that would vote against him and it's just like sort of it's bottom of the barrel sort of politics yeah it's awful yeah it's awful it's kind of like uh not not to get too political, but it's kind of like, like destroying the mail system. Yeah, I, I it's, right. I, it's some voter suppression. It's voter suppression. Yeah, and yeah, there's there's not much more I have to say about it. I'll 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 learn more about it and I'll get back to you. Oh yeah, for sure. I will as well because, as I said before, my knowledge of Watergate is uh, sorely lacking. All I know is that. <laughs> All I know is that Nick is a nickname for Richard, (laughs) right? Yeah, I mean, this is the that's that's where it's where it came from. Tricky, uh, tricky dick. Tricky dick. It's it's ridiculous. And then he and then he said he wasn't a crook. Not (laughs) he said he didn't do it, and he did it. That's true. Uh, Richard Nixon. Well, I don't know if it was ever proven. Actually, weirdly enough, I, I'm not saying that he didn't do it, obviously. Oh, yeah. But, not, yeah. but I'm saying what because he wasn't act, was he impeached? Yeah, he was impeached, yeah. but he resigned. Yeah, that was uh, generally speaking, if you resign before you impeach, you're actually officially considered resigned. Okay, so okay, wow, he it's kind of it's got to be wild for. The population to see the president just like literally like just like fly away like get in a helicopter and be like later <laughs> right not not to oversimplify it's just like i i think that that would be that's the famous image though yeah it <laughs> literally he just and he, and he looks joyous too which is the weirdest part yeah I think there's a reason why though. Uh, it wasn't he an actor at some point, or am I thinking of someone else? No, that's 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 a later uh, racist president, mm-hmm. uh, Ronald R. Reagan. Yes, that's R. R. Uh, or Donald Trump, if, if you want to get that. For any inquiries, feel free to email industryplant at industryplant.co. Um, bye, loves. <laughs>